Check out River City Podcast Federation for not only this show, but a bunch of other great podcast shows. You guys, it's hot outside. You know, it's like too hot. Too hot, too horny. So hot, so horny. You know? It's so hot, it makes you horny. And I'm not wrong. Some guy asked me, he goes, where's the back of your shirt? And I said, nice boner. Like, that's how, <laughs> just how easy it is. I was getting down with the get downs in this hot, hot heat. And a gentleman, you know, did, like you do, you just slip a hand there first before the erection. You know, it's polite. And this dude did that, and he goes, are you this sweaty or this wet? <laughs> and I was like, honestly, a combination of both. <laughs> You're rock hard. Do you even fucking care right now? I'm a hero. It's hot outside. I recently had a 31st birthday. Uh, thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, going on a lot of auditions for a wash-up, but it doesn't matter. So, um, you know, they say that being in your 30s is when you're, like, notoriously in your sexual prime. And uh, <laughs> me compared to my 14-year-old self, we beg to differ, but... <laughs> having sex when you're 14 is dope, right? Jared, high school boyfriend, are you listening? <laughs> he might be dead, we don't know. He doesn't have a Facebook. <laughs> I would hope that his mother would call me though if that happened. Tammy, are you listening? Okay, um, she, likes, she still likes every post I make to this day. We're buds. What am I talking about? If you've never been to the show, it's literally just my diary unfolding on stage. And but there's really great comics, and then I'm also great, so it's fine. <laughs> you turn 31 notoriously, that's when you're like you're in your sexual prime, yada yada yada, whatever. And I woke up since my birthday, you know, in the same way that I always wake up, in the same position, fetal, <laughs> just slowly rocking back and forth, doing some online shopping. <laughs> And by that, I mean dating. <laughs> Just trying to swipe for the best deals, you know. Really want something new and exciting, but will totally settle unused and broken. Not above that. Ooh, a female comic talking about dating. How cliche. 
Is it though if my eggs are rapidly dying? <laughs> I just want one more pregnancy scare before this new regime like outlaws consensual sex. That's it. <laughs> PGs are fun, you know? PG scares, they're great. I like that line a lot. I mean, nobody gave me a standing ovation. <laughs> no, PG scares are so dope. Because when you, get, when you go through a pregnancy scare as a female, you just get to prioritize your fuck buddy list, you know? And that also makes you check your bank account, so it's a win-win. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. I got hit by a car in my face. <laughs> like normally you're like I got hit by a car people are like what damage happened to your car I'm like no I was, I was alone I was outside of the car <laughs> just so stupid it's so stupid I literally was well I'm a good person let me preference that okay I was like you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip work <laughs> because I have things to do that are better. This world is crazy, and I'm just going to go to Walgreens, and I'm going to be a good roommate. I'm going to buy toilet paper. I'm going to be the one to buy toilet Like, right? Who's the hero that buys toilet paper? My roommate's sitting right there, and she's like, we don't share the same bathroom, but that's fine. For the joke, for the joke, we do. The person who sacrificed themselves by supplying the toilet paper is a goddamn hero, and you all know that because you all have roommates. <laughs> I was buying that, and this is not a joke. I was buying toilet paper for myself, fine. But I was also buying cards to send cards to people because I'm a great long-distance friend and granddaughter. And I was like, okay. So I go to Walgreens. I get that stuff. I walk out. I'm in the parking lot walking. And I'm like, oh, i got to get my keys. And out falls some paper. And I was like, looked at it. It was just paper. It was nothing. I needed it. Not at all, you know? And I looked down and I was like, oh, fuck. I'm being such a good person today. I can't litter. <laughs> and so I picked it up. And as I stood up, got fucking knocked in the face <laughs> by a Toyota 4Runner. What? <laughs> Who, how does that happen? Literally in the face and then fell back on my head. And the guy stopped, but he was squirrely and he... <laughs> Fuck this guy. He was wearing basketball shorts and knee-high socks with slides, and I was like, mm, you look... But his upper body looked like he was really into fishing, so it didn't make sense. It was like basketball on the bottom half and just like straight up like Columbia sportswear on the top. And I was like, dude, you're doing too much. Like, you're a conundrum, you're hitting people in their face. I'm just gonna have to sue you. Like that's the next step. But it was kind of a big deal. The, the firefighters came, the police officers came and, and stuff and I was kind of out of it. And the hardest part about getting hit in the head <laughs> on your good person day is how quickly it brings you down and humbles you. Because every question was, ma'am, are you alone? <laughs> Ma'am, do you have anyone you can call to come get you? Ma'am, if you go home, is there someone there for you? 
stop making me answer this. And it was it was like, can all of like my taxpayers are playing paying for all like firefighters and police and like can you all get on the same fucking page and not ask me individually each time? I'm gonna stop paying taxes. Make me feel bad. None of these are jokes, okay? <laughs> Tammy, did you laugh at any of this? <laughs> God, she's the best. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you know what? That just made me think of, it. does, I have to go. Um, <laughs> picturing Tammy, my high school boyfriend's mother, was like, oh my God, I want to be in a relationship just because I'm so good with moms. Fuck that dude. I'll probably cheat on you, but I won't cheat on your mother, you know. You guys are like, she's a cunt. <laughs> she's the worst. Um, I will leave you guys with this joke, though. Um, I personally love spending money at Planned Parenthood. Um, yeah, it's really easy to spend money there when you go there pretty much weekly. So it's... <laughs> They take half of my paychecks, and at any rate, but that's good because you can choose to donate or not, which, you know, if you're giving full services, it's nice to have that option. And gentlemen, you can go too. Did you know that? You can just go there and they'll just wipe your dick down for you. <laughs> they'll just wet nap your dick, they'll get it all clean. <laughs> We're keeping our jewels safe, you can too, gentlemen. And while I'm at it, you bring the condom, okay? I'm sick of driving dudes to my house and they're like, do you have a condom? I'm like, oh my motherfucker, you have the dick. Like, what are you? What do I have to do everything? Here's your fucking mac and cheese. Get out. But let's fuck first and then go. Okay. It's so annoying. Um, <laughs> but it's an uncomfortable situation to be in. I understand that, you know. Um, and I was there. And I was, I was nervous, and this lady doc could, could sense that. And so she was throwing out jokes left and right, you know? She was rooting around down there, and she's like, well, Joanne, you got good pH, you got bad pH, you got P. Diddy, looks like you got a party down there. <laughs> <laughs> what a beautiful joke, right? I had to spike it. So I was like, doc, are you telling me that there's a party in my pussy and you're invited? She goes, it looks like you already invited everybody. <laughs> We're making out now. <laughs> it's fine. There's still more work to be done, you know. And then, so we formed this relationship, but then our relationship got to that next, you know, we started flirting with each other, and it's like cutesy, like who's on first type of situation. And then we hit that point in the relationship where we got mad at each other, you know. Someone goes, mm, yeah, you ever get mad at your doctor? Mm-hmm. But we were, <laughs> she was at her computer, and she goes, Joanne, do you give yourself breast exams? She goes back. And I was like, oh, actually, I don't. I, I don't really know how to do that. I should probably Google that. She goes, yeah, well, you're in your 30s now. <laughs> and I've never had more of a visual reaction than being called old in a passive-aggressive way in my life. I, like, blacked out for a second. I was like, what? And I kind of came to, and I was staring at the hazardous waste bin, and I was just imagining myself like fully vomiting into the hazardous waste bin, but it was like projectiling so hard that the syringes would come back up and like hit me in the face, and, and then I'd be called, then I'd get like AIDS in my eyes, and I'd be called like AIDS for eyes, you know? I mean, it even went as far, I was like, they're gonna name a pair of goggles after me, like that. And then I started laughing because who the fuck thinks of AIDS fries? 
I want a thing. So I start laughing and she's like, what's so funny? And I go, I'm sorry, I just, I've never been called, I've never been like upset about being called 30 before. She goes, oh, sweetheart, I get it. I'm 32 years old. I'm like, and you're a doctor. It's over for me. I don't have any years to waste. Okay, again, not the laugh you deserved, but here we are. That was to me. <laughs> Just kidding. You guys are always so amazing. Are you ready to continue with this show? Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm going to turn those fans on a little bit more. Be good. Um, great. You guys, this next comic coming to the stage, so very funny, just is a showstopper all around town and travels so often, but she's here right now for you. Give a round of applause for the very, very hilarious Becky Brownstein! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you very, very much. Death trap microphone. Hey guys, what's up? Uh, <laughs> hi, I'm, I'm originally from Alaska. Uh, I moved to Portland a few years ago. Really? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I live I live in Portland now. It's 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 weird being in America. Uh, very different. Um, <laughs> you know what used to just like blow my mind when I first moved here? I always thought it was really weird whenever I would see on the news that somebody was missing. You know what I mean? Like like a Beaverton man went missing. Call this number if you've seen him. That kind of thing. I thought that was weird because like we never used to see that on TV back home. Because, like, in Alaska, people just disappear. <laughs> like, all the time, you know? Like, we're just used to that. You know what I mean? Like, somebody goes missing here, and you, you look for them. But he wonders, like, where'd he go? Makes the news? Like, that would not make dinnertime conversation in Alaska. Like, I think, like, the reason that we're so nonchalant about that is because, like, half the people who go missing in Alaska are just gone, man, like, you've just been consumed by the earth and its animals in some way. And the other half are people who don't want to be found. You know what I'm saying? Like, half the population of the state is people who are running away from something. Why else would you move there, right? Because, like, you can't really do that here. You know what I mean? Like, there's nowhere in, in the lower 48, as we call it, that you can really hide. Like, from the man. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you miss a couple student loan payments, you could be living on a fan boat in the Everglades and an alligator will swim up and serve you with papers, you know? <laughs> Alaska, you could just wander out in the backyard and never be seen again. We should not be there. We absolutely shouldn't. Oh, you should not go exploring the majestic wilderness of Alaska. Do not do it, man. That guy who died in a bus, that's your best case scenario. <laughs> Don't go out there. <laughs> you know, that's why Pokemon Go hasn't really caught on up there. <laughs> we got real creatures in the woods. <laughs> Only you don't want to catch them all. <laughs> you catch even one of them, they'll find your shoe with a foot sticking out of it, you know? <laughs> there, was a, there was this thing that happened a little bit ago in Alaska, like the, uh, a tourist climbed into the polar bear cage at the Alaska Zoo after hours, and like the next morning, all they found was the guy's one shoe hanging out of the polar bear's mouth, you know, like, oh my God, was that a circus? There was t-shirts, they did coffee cups, there was a baby onesie of the shoe, you know, like, it's awesome. I couldn't believe it when they, they killed that gorilla in the zoo in what, Ohio, where like the kid climbed in there and then they killed the gorilla? 
That would never happen in Alaska, dude. Oh my God, we encourage that sort of behavior up there. Oh, please get in there. It is pitch dark and freezing cold eight months out of the year in Alaska. Finding one shoe in the polar bear cage? That is the best entertainment we get. We're an odd bunch. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I turned 33 this year, which sucks. Uh, but maybe not, I don't know, like, I'm not a grown-up. You know, like, I know that's like an adult age, but like, I'm not an adult. I'm not responsible. You know, I don't make good choices. I can take care of myself. Like, I just flossed for the first time in three years. I got more blood on my hands than the Bush administration. I, not a role model. I, uh, I don't have kids. I don't want kids. I've never wanted kids my entire life. Uh, whenever I would tell people that, though, like, nobody would ever believe me, you know what I mean? Like, it'd always be these, like, nice older ladies that would say something like, Ooh-hoo-hoo, you say that now, but your clock will start ticking. First of all, no, it won't. I set it back every year. And, like, second, why is that okay to say to me, but then when somebody tells me they're pregnant, I can't then say, Ooh-hoo-hoo, you say that now. Planned Parenthood takes walk-ins on Saturdays. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they do. They do, sir. I, uh, <laughs> I, was, I was recently in Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, I was there for a comedy festival. So that was interesting. Uh, <laughs> like, the festival was really fun. It was a super good time. But, like, that city, though, like... Oh my God, like I've seen some weird stuff in my day, but like, man, if you ever get a chance to go to Salt Lake City, you really should go. Because it's probably the closest you'll ever come in your lifetime to being able to visit North Korea. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> a lot of vacant stares. I like everybody can't wait to tell you how happy they are to live there. And, oh yeah, everything's great. But like every once in a while, you'll come across like a barista that's like, get me out of here. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's Pyongyang with white people. It's amazing. I, I had never been to Utah before. And uh, you know how, like, in hotel rooms, they always have the Bible in the nightstand? Like, in Utah, they also have the Book of Mormon in there, too. So I, I, I skimmed it. Uh, <laughs> I think I might have had a counterfeit copy, though. Because, like, they left out all the music and stage directions. <laughs> Dialogues seem really different. I don't know. <laughs> no, uh, one thing I thought was kind of strange uh, about the Book of Mormon, uh, one thing, I, uh, <laughs> I thought it was interesting that they had like pages and pages of color illustrations in it, you know, like paintings of like the, the people and scenes from the stories, which like I thought was a wasted opportunity. Because like Mormonism started in the 1800s. You know what I mean? Like it's a very recent modern day religion. They could have had photographs. They could have. They had cameras in the 1800s. I feel like that would have strengthened their case, right? Like, like Pixar didn't happen, you know? Can you imagine if Jesus had had a boomerang video of him rising from the grave, you know? <laughs> we would all be Christians. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm in a very long-term relationship, believe it or not. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I've been with my boyfriend for 10 years now. Uh, yeah, he's a lucky man. Um, I am a catch. 
Uh, <laughs> even after 10 years, like, he will still start fights with me over the dumbest shit. You know, like, he does the laundry twice a week, and I only do it once a year. <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> most, of, uh, most of my friends, though, are, are single and dating, you know? So, like, I'm always going to hear about their, like, wild one-night stands and their little sex meltdowns. Like, one of my friends was cracking me up the other day. Like, he, he just started seeing this girl. Like, like, they just got together. And literally, after two weeks of dating, he bought her a vibrator as a birthday present. I know, right? But like, then he started freaking out about it, you know? He was like, oh God, no, I shouldn't have done that. What kind of message does that send? Like, chill out, dude. I mean, girls buy their boyfriends an Xbox for the exact same reason. Keeps them occupied and out of trouble. It's like exactly the same conversation too, you know? It's like, sure, we could play together, but I'm not very good at mashing down a button over and over again for 20 minutes. So take this, go in the other room, play with yourself. <laughs> wrong little help, you know? He did a good job too. Like he, he made an investment, you know what I'm saying? Like he bought her the, the futuristic, expensive vibrator that like talks to you afterwards, you know? <laughs> Casey a sandwich. <laughs> and like, men, I don't know if you know this, but those suckers are not cheap. It's like a hundred bucks just to buy the fucking thing. Then you gotta get like special shit to clean it with. You know, accessories, fucking Apple Care warranty. <laughs> Sex toys are a money pit. And no resale value. I'll tell you what, though, they made some pretty exciting uh, technological advancements in the vibrator field in the last 20 years, I gotta say. They got all kinds of colors, materials, fucking animal shapes. You could use it as a jump drive. They got GPS. It's getting weird. <laughs> but, like, with all that amazing technology, there is one feature that I think we really need to send back to the drawing board. Can somebody please explain to me why they keep putting variable speed settings on a vibrator? Because, I mean, come on, right? <laughs> like, come on. If you are not cranking that shit all the way up, you are wasting time. And like, who the fuck uses the lowest speed setting? You know, like, what fucking... Catholic librarian. <laughs> it's just like, whoa, 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 let's not get crazy. <laughs> Fuck that shit, man. Turn down for what? <laughs> right? I say go big or go get yourself an electronic toothbrush. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, woman, back in the day, there was only one kind of vibrator. You remember that? When they sold it, they tried to pretend like it was a back massager, like, okay. <laughs> thing was like the size of a baseball bat, you know? And a V6 engine. <laughs> but like the best part about it was that thing only had one speed setting. Black Wi-Fi! <laughs> and that was all you needed, man, in and out. Take about 15 seconds. <laughs> Clam chowder. <laughs> Because women in the 90s were busy, you know? We had shit to do. We don't have time to be fucking around with silly little purple dick shaped like rabbits, you know? That really what 
what you want from a vibrator? Something cute? If you're getting a good look at it, you are missing the point. I am Becky Bronstein. That's my time. Thank you guys very much. One of my favorites, and <laughs> but I take offense, Becky, to the Catholic. I don't shushmash shushmate for fear that for fear that God is watching. <laughs> and that's a real life fact about me. Stay tuned for more of the set. Okay, you guys. Still cool though. Still lost my V card at fourteen. So still super cool. Still super not. Still super fucking cool. I was just waiting. I'm just a lot. Half of this job is just stalling while people are walking up and down the aisles. So that's really fun. You guys, this next comic coming to the stage, so very funny, is a dear friend of the show. Kills it all around town. You can catch him Wednesday, 10 p.m. at Helium Comedy Club. I was going to say festival. That's not it. But it is a festival of sorts. They are having their uh, Portland's Funniest Person competition. Uh, everyone and their mom uh, signs up for it. Um, and this gentleman's round is on the very last day of the very last show. And I'm on it, too, so you can come and cheer us on. You guys, but he's here for you right now. Give a warm welcome for the very, very hilarious Milan Patel. Keep it going for Joanne, everybody. Yeah. Okay, let me explain something, Becky. Sometimes you do want to use the lowest setting on the vibrator because... <laughs> Sometimes you want to do other stuff. Well, sometimes I want to read The Hobbit and also put something that's lightly vibrating on my crotch. <laughs> You're gonna put it on the highest setting? That's insane. Why, why would I do that? Be like, like, what am I? He like sinks up, like with the vibrate, like come when he finds the ring. Like, Hobbit, seen it, heard of it, talked about it. Seen the movies? Do I have to spell it out? H O B I T. I spell it wrong. <laughs> I uh, I I actually did recently find. Uh, I was in my 18-year-old um, boy cousin's room, and I was in his room, and I did. I was looking in like one of his secret cupboards for weed, because he has a secret weed cupboard that he tells everyone about. He's like, this is where I keep all my weed. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm gonna take all of it, and. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I was looking through it, and I didn't find, I did not find any weed, but I did find his vibrator, which I was like not expecting to find, and I told him that I found it. I was like, yeah, I found your vibrator, dude, and uh, I actually, I was really proud of myself because I didn't make fun of him when I found, like when I told him, I, was, I did not make fun of him because the thing is like, you know, I remember my first vibrator, you know? <laughs> Uh, I'm 26. If you're my age, it was probably the same thing for you. It was my N64 controller uh, <laughs> with the rumble pack in it. And you just put that on your crotch and you run Mario into the wall over and over. And uh, you, don't, you, you don't come, but it feels interesting. That's good enough at that age. You're like, oh, this feels different. That's good. Honey, do you want to eat? No, Mom, I'm getting stars. And... Mario. <laughs> Playing Mario. Oh, man. I am 26, and uh, I live at home with my mom right now, which is, uh, yeah. 
All right, you don't have to. I didn't say anything funny yet. Uh, how dare you laugh at that? I'm the comedian. I make you laugh, not I say something and you make yourself laugh at me. I'm 26, and I, yeah, I live at home with my mom. And, uh, it's all right, man, but it's like at this age, like when you tell people, like when I tell people that, like they just assume my mom's dying. Like, uh, yeah, like the other day, I swear to God, I told somebody, I was like, yeah, I'm at home. And they're like, oh, are you like taking care of her? I'm like, yeah, yeah I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you're a really good guy. I'm like, yeah, I, um, I, I guess I am. A good guy. <laughs> I'm like, now I'm living in the fantasy of I am a good guy. I'm like, yeah, it's good. I guess I am a good guy. Which is all right, man. It's all good. I have a good relationship with my mom. Like, I just went shopping with her, like, two days ago. And, uh, like, I went to the mall with her. And I, I'm good at it now. Like, I can go to the mall with my mom and not feel embarrassed. I'm a grown man. You know, I can do that. But, like, because I, I used to have to go to my mall, the mall with my mom, like, as a teenager, which is the worst. Like, it's the worst thing ever. Like, you're, like, looking through T-shirts. Like, and you're just at PacSun looking through funny T-shirts or whatever. And like your mom comes around the corner like, Malin, try on these pants. Did you see these pants? They're on sale. Try them on. And she's like, she, uh, she's Indian, but I do a Jewish accent for because I'm, like, I'm better at it. Just try on the pants. They're on sale. Come on, try them on. Like, and you're just like a teenager. You know, like, mom, kids don't even wear pants anymore or whatever. Like, yeah, kid. But you know, I mean, I don't know. It's all good now. It's doing good. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to, like, date and shit, so I'm trying to, like... You know, I, the, really, the thing about, like, going on... This is what I hate about dating. Uh, like, the one, this is the one thing that I don't like. Like, especially going on first dates, like, when you're in your, like, 20s. Like, I hate... Uh, what I hate about that is it's, like, dating is just being cute, right? It's just, like, you being cute with another person and them being cute. Like, let's see who's cuter in this and then you have to be cute for an hour and a half and I can't do it, it's too long to be. I can't be cute for that long. Like, I was at a, <laughs> like, I was at a coffee shop with a girl and there was a pumpkin on the table and I was like, oh fuck, I'm gonna have to figure out how to be cute with the pumpkin. You know? I have to use this pumpkin as a, like a prop, like, no, look, the pumpkin's on my head. And she's like, that's not where the pumpkin goes. Oh, chase me, the city is our playground. Like, my life is like a movie. It's like, no, it's not. It sucks. I hate this. I'm very upset. <laughs> I hate it, man. But, so I'm trying to work on, you know, like, my person, I don't know. I'm trying to like, go to the gym and shit. But, you know, like, I'm learning to, like, accept my body for what it is. Like, you gotta accept physically. Yeah, you know, like, it is true. Like, you gotta accept yourself for, like, wh who you are, right? Like, you get one body, you get one face. I got this body, you got this face, you know? I got this dick. This is the dick that I got. It's true. I got this dick. You got to work with the dick that you got, in my opinion. You only get one, so you got to work with it, you know? I'll say one thing about my dick, and then I'll move on. I'll just, just, one, just one thing, all right? Here's what I'll say about my dick. Uh, I, don't have, uh, I don't have the greatest penis in the world, all right? I don't have the nicest penis. I don't have the coolest penis, okay? But here's what I will say about my dick. Uh, I have the widest urethra you've ever seen in your life. You guys know what the urethra is? It's a dick hole. I have a huge dick hole. My, 
My dick is mostly the hole, to be honest. I'm being honest. It's like 99% just empty black space of a hole. And then it's like 1% like a thin skin sock on the outside. Yeah, it's translucent. It's like an old snake skin. If you put a flashlight underneath my dick, you can see the other side of my dick. It's like one of those dancing guys in front of a car dealership. That's my dick. That's what I have to deal with. It's like, you know, when you're in PE as a kid and they had those foldable tunnels and then you crawl through? That's my, that's what I have. That's what I have to deal with on a daily basis. It's true, it's true. Man, but I don't know, man. It's all good. Uh, that was, I guess, kind of gross, but you know, I'm a gross guy. And I'm gonna tell you guys, this it's, This is gross. I don't like usually do this in front of people, but this I, I was like a really gross kid. Like we, I was a really gross kid. Like when I was six years old, like six years old, uh, we had shag carpet in my house, and just like I would just lie on my stomach on the shag carpet and just rub my dick on the carpet all day. <laughs> Who said you? All right? Who said you? I heard that. I'm opening up. You don't get to say that. <laughs> I was six years old. I didn't know what I was doing. I'm prepubescent. It's like, it's like, I was just like, you just feel good. So I just rub my dick on the shag carpet. And which, like, that's gross, but I bet there's other people that did stuff like that. It's not that, like, crazy. But, uh,. And this is gonna get weird. I'm telling you this is I'm telling you now so that you're not like, ugh, like this, you're still gonna be like that. But so I would rub my dick. I did that I spent so many hours rubbing my dick on the carpet. I swear to God, I loved TV as a kid. I loved it. I spent more hours rubbing my dick on the carpet than I ever did watching like, you know, Lizzie McGuire or whatever. Like that's all I did. Which isn't that weird, but like the weird part is that I like so I would like draw like my own porn. I know, it's like, I didn't even know what porn was, but I would, here's, okay, and this is weird. I'm gonna tell you this is gonna get weird, so just, I'm telling you. Uh, I would like draw my own porn, and it wasn't like regular porn, all right? What I would do is I would get printer paper, and I would like put it on the ground, and I would like trace my foot on the printer paper. All right, this is gonna get weird, I'm telling you. Just, <laughs> I would trace my foot on the printer paper, and then, all right, here's the kicker, I would draw like eyes, and a nose and lips, like girl's lips on the foot, I would make like a foot girl friend for myself. And I would just lie down on the carpet and rub my dick and bleh, just make out with these drawings. I had hundreds of these drawings because I threw them away because they got wet. I would make, bleh, like make out with them, like tongue. I don't know why I did it. I have no idea. I can't figure out why I used to do this shit. It's crazy that I did it. I know it's weird, but it's I did it a lot. I so I did this so much. Like I rubbed my stuff on the carpet so much that eventually like, my mom saw it cuz when you're 6, your mom sees your dick sometimes like she sees it. And uh well, I remember one day she saw it and she was like she was looking at it. And she was like, "All right, uh why is your dick all red?" And I I, I was like the first lie that I ever told cuz I was like, you know, I have no idea." Uh <laughs> And she, she was like, all right, I'm taking you to a doctor. So she took me to a doctor. So now I'm with a doctor and he's looking at my dick and he's like, like inspecting it. And he's like, all right, here's what's going on. Something is coming up to this kid and rubbing against his dick. Like he thought something was coming up. Like, to, like he, he was like, do you guys have like a tall dog maybe that brushes across his lap every 80 times a day? Like with all his medical knowledge, like he couldn't fathom that I'm just at home, bleh, just making out with a, like a drawing that I made of, a, of my foot. 
He's like, he's like, is he allergic to material? So then my mom has to go around like a scavenger hunt in my life and try to figure out what's rubbing up against my dick. Like she's like, all right, what's, what's happening here? And long story short, they cut down the rope swing. That's what happened. So. I think I'm out of time, uh, time, guys. I gotta go. Thank you guys very much. Give it up for Joanne. up bleeders did you know that the fda doesn't require brands to disclose comprehensive list of ingredients in their tampons so most of them fucking don't can you believe that that's not the case with lola lola tampons are 100 cotton with bpa free plastic applicators and they sponsor this show so if you go to www.trymylola.com control you can get your first two-box order for just $9, regularly priced at $18. So it's a saving of 50% just for bleeding. How cool is that? Lola makes your month a little bit easier. Our subscription is fully customizable. You can choose your mix of light, regular, and supers. Plus your number of boxes and frequency of deliveries. Lola's subscription is super flexible. You can change, skip, or cancel at any time. Come on, ladies. Try mylola.com slash control. Let's get to bleeding. Good morning. I'm Natalie Holt. I'm Maddie Downs. Good morning. We are the hosts of Sexual Awaken Baking. Sexual Awaken Baking. Here at Sexual Awaken Baking, we sit down with our favorite comedians, artists, and musicians, and we shoot the breeze about the birds and the bees. We believe there shouldn't be any shame talking about sex, so we strive to create an accepting and smoke-filled environment for our guests. It's usually silly, sometimes serious, but always entertaining. We're sex positive. We're drug positive. Well, most of our drug tests come back positive. Yeah. And, and we're, we're positive, positive you'll love our show. It's not just my diary tonight. <laughs> Milan, it was the shag carpeting. Your mom never put that together? That's what was rubbing up. Also, did you know the very first porn I've ever seen? Did you know about it? tell you it was men with large dick holes such as Malin's and they'd shove tampons in them for erections and then either people would suck or fuck Malin Patel ladies and gentlemen round of applause I should go back and check out those faces now you guys the dopest part about the show is that we get out-of-town comics dropping in all the time because we do it weekly and you guys are always the best audience and this next comic comes to stage is no exception. She's been here before. Such a delight. Portland loves her. Um, you can, if you're going to be in Denver, she'll be at the High Plains Comedy Festival, Festival at, uh, coming up, which is a super, super great honor. Uh, originally from there, but now lives in New York City. She's here for you. Give a round of applause for Mara Wyatt. Give it up for Joanne. That great porn tampon lead-in. Thank you so much. 
That's just that, this organic talk right there. Uh, get up for that, that weirdo we saw, that gross weirdo before me. Milan, everybody. I'm saying his name, Milan. I'm saying it wrong. Give it up for him. Uh, give it up for the Alberta Street Pub, everybody. Yeah. Uh, get up for yourself one more time. I'm not done yet. One more time for you guys. Yeah. All right, now back at me one more time for me. Thank you so much. I'm a middle child, and both my sisters have much better jobs. Okay. Uh, I'm so happy to be here. I do love Portland. It is great. I love. I went to an ancient forest the other day, untouched, perfect, lush. And then I also went to a Trader Joe's this morning. So it's a perfect balance of everything you need here in Portland. You can't get enough of it. Uh, I myself am uh, not great at flirting. I'm, I'm glad I don't have to do it. I'm in a relationship. And some of you are great at flirting, and you know you are because your debt is like semi-manageable. Just worked out that way for you. Uh, I, I don't blame myself for being bad at it. I blame my heritage. There's just some nationalities that are better at flirting. You know, there's um, the Italians. They're sultry. Uh, you got the Spanish. They're spicy. Uh, then you got the French. They're just straight-up sluts. We all know that. Uh, <laughs> I myself am uh, mostly Irish with just like a little bit of German. Uh, so the best you can expect from me is just a stern but efficient hand job <laughs> as I cry and sing <laughs> and then at the end I just go, Duos me! And you for sure come. Uh, and then I just give you a baked potato. I call that move Angela's Ashes because... I don't use any lotion, and you think of your mother, like, right away. It, it's a gift. It is a gift. I, myself, have never had to do online dating. I've just been um, lucky in that way. I, well, I did do it when I was younger, mostly in AOL chat rooms. You guys remember age, sex, location? 14 Florida male. Yeah, it was a fun way to weave a web, you know? Some, in, some sexual intrigue. I love that phrase. I think it sounds like you're solving crimes in your underwear, and I want to do it. Uh, yeah, like I said, I don't have to online date. I'm in a relationship. I have a boyfriend. I hate calling him that. It seems so immature. Seems like a name you would call someone you're just, like, getting felt up on the bleachers behind the high school. And we moved away from that school months ago, so that's not us, you know? So I'm trying to like transition into calling him something a little bit more mature. Uh, we're not gonna get married. That's, you know, we're not getting married till weed is legal everywhere. It's just kind of our stance we're taking. Our cross to bear. Uh, thank you. Uh, so I'm making the move now. I wanna call him my life partner. Uh, it sounds like, you know, the right thing to do. It seems a little more mature, a little more progressive. So the other day I was texting him and I was like, listen, not calling you my boyfriend anymore, all right? We're taking the next step. You are more than that to me. You are my teammate. You are my life partner. And as I was texting uh, life partner, autocorrect and all of its wisdom and knowledge stepped in and gave me the real name to call him. Um, so my life panther and I are doing great. Uh, <laughs> yesterday he just brought a raccoon to my feet. It's like, how did he even know? Got a guy who predicts. Uh, we, we recently moved and it is true, uh, Moving is hard. You've got to transition. I'm trying to cultivate a space in my home that feels good, that feels uh, like you can grow, that there's life in the room. Uh, so I've been listening to my friends. I've been getting plants. They've been telling me, you want to talk to the plants so they know what kind of environment they're coming into. So I've been doing that every day. I've been talking to my plants. I've been leaning in real close and saying, I'm going to fucking murder you. So they know. 
They know what's coming their way. They're scared. <laughs> Succulent no more. Um, yeah, we've been together for a long time, uh, him and I. So he's written me a love note every week of our relationship. That's just the kind of guy he is. Every week of his rela- of our relationship, a, a different romantic love note. And I have kept all of them. I've kept all of them. I, myself, hope- hopeless romantic. I keep them all in a scrapbook. Um, so they're there for me to reminisce over. And also, if something does happen, it's all right there. One match, one box of wine. It's like the whole relationship never happened. Um, <laughs> I'm going to wash that man right out of my hair. Oh, my God, my hair's on fire. It's a process. Uh, I recommend a controlled burn. But in the beginning, they were very creative, super long, just really stretching his creative writing degree. He'd be like, Mara, you're my sun, my moon, my east, my west, my north, my south. I messed up my compass. I'm so sorry. My north, my south, my east, my west. That's something we all... My tides. Without you, I don't know who I would be or what I would become. I love you forever. Okay. Oh my God, thank you so much. Uh, it was, well, it was a lot of work. You're welcome. Your sheets were pretty gross when we met, so <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> now we've been together so long. The other day I walked in the bathroom and it was just a um, post-it note with a drawing of my boobs and a thumbs up. <laughs> I'll take it. You, you take what you can <laughs> to make it work. Uh, yeah, I walk dogs in New York. Uh, I walk dogs in New York, which is a cliche. It's a cliche. Dog walker comic. I get it. But wouldn't it be really funny if I said I was a surgeon? I mean, how hilarious would that be? It's like a comic surgeon? No. Uh, waste these hands? No. No way. Uh, but I walk dogs, and I've reached my peak of dog walking, and I realized I reached my peak when I was offered another dog walking job while walking dogs for more money. Uh, and I thought to myself, oh my God, is this how models feel? <laughs> um, so now I'm walking dogs in Paris, Milan, Rio de Janeiro, Miami. Uh, smaller dogs, hotter guys, more cocaine. You guys had no idea. The dog walking world was so seedy. Uh, I'm trying to get a different job. It's not working out. I, <laughs> I, have, no, I have no talents. Uh, you try, don't try to become a virtual personal assistant. It's not a real thing. It is, it's usually foot fetish, and you can't go back. You can't type with your feet. It's a real it's a tragedy. Um, uh, what else? Uh, my, mom got me, my mom was really upset when I left Denver. She lives in the Springs, which is not far away. And I was talking to her on the phone about the move, and she's just heartbroken because all of her daughters have moved on, grown up, been adults. A total tragedy for most parents. And I was talking to her, and she was like, oh, Mara, I just miss you girls so much. I just feel like I've got all the time in the world and nothing to do. I wish you kids would have just stayed babies forever. And I was just like, oh, Mom, God, don't say that. Sounds to me like you do have something to do and all the time to get it done. So get started on that screenplay of Forever Babies. It sounds creepy as fuck. Uh, Are we like frozen in time? Is it some sort of curse? Uh, Tell me more. My mom has a special gift and I'm sure some of your moms might have it too. She's got a gift where she can, um, it's something, she can give me a compliment, but it's like wrapped in an insult. It's uh, called an implement. Uh, it's something she wants to like implement in my life. Like the other day I was talking to her on the phone and she was like, I was telling her, I was like, mom, I wish I could lose like 20 pounds, you know, showbiz. I want to be in the mix. I feel like if I lost 20 pounds, things would be better for me. And without missing a beat, my mom was like, Mara, don't even say that, okay? Cause you are beautiful inside and out. You don't need to change a thing. And plus, 
if you lost 20 pounds, your head would be <laughs> just so huge. It would be so big. Remember when we made you wear hats and we'd all just laugh? <laughs> just don't do it. Uh, <laughs> so I'm trying that. I'm trying for a hat model now. Um, yeah, so she's gone. Don't for forget her. She's in Colorado. Nobody needs to worry about her. She's fine. She's moved. Uh, she hasn't moved on. She's actually staying very right where she is. Uh, <laughs> I, it's funny because I, you know, I, I try to live every day to the fullest. That's just kind of my philosophy. Uh, live every day like you've got a Visa gift card because that stuff is as good as cash. And um, personally, I was sick a couple of years ago. I almost died. Uh, I had total renal failure, uh, which sounds like a very cool punk band. It is not, I assure you. It is when your body fails you. Uh, I, I Total renal failure. Uh, was on dialysis, had chemo, well, had to get a kidney transplant. My best friend was a match. That's usually when people start applauding. It's fine. You guys don't have to. <laughs> best friend was a match. Still no applaud. That's totally fine. Um, no, it's fine. I'm not doing it for the recognition. I'm still here. But changed my life, saved my life. And that means for the rest of my life, I have to give her a ride to the airport. And it's like, there's a train now. <laughs> There's a train. Thank you. Now the applause, because you know how annoying it is to drive to the airport. It's a catcalling culture. We all know that. Um, I myself do not get catcalled, but it's because I think I have figured out a way around it. So if you guys want to take a quick note, write it down, put it in your pen, that's fine. Just take it down, and I'll tell you why. I myself, I ride my bike everywhere, and when I get off of my bike, ladies, no, write it down right now. I leave that helmet on. Leave that helmet on. Uh, <laughs> go about your errands. Do what you must. Get a nice coffee. Meet with your girlfriend. Don't take it off. Get what you need to get done. Because if a man is going to holler at you, he has to take a moment and think to himself, huh, one, is this just a go-getter lady who's about town who's got too much on her plate to even worry about taking off the restrictions of safety needs? Or... Is that a special needs adult who's wandered from the group? Because then he has to decide what kind of pervert he wants to be for the day. Guys, thank you so much. Give it up for your wonderful host, Joanne. You guys, we got three more comics on this bill. Are you in this to win this? Yeah. Hell yeah, there you are. Uh, this next gentleman coming to stage, also a white male from New York City. You guys. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that support. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, very dear friend of the show. So, so very fucking funny. You're going to love him. Give a round of applause for Kevin O'Brien. Yeah. Here we going for Joanne, everybody. Put on this great show for us. Thank you so much. Very happy to be here. Uh, 2017, I've been trying to work on myself a lot. Anybody else trying to do that? Anybody else like, oh, our president's a monster. Well, we got to be better people so we can judge him. Anybody else going through that right now? I, uh, I've been making some changes. I, uh, this year, decided to stop watching porn. Uh, I couldn't do it anymore. It didn't make me feel good. I mean, it did, but only for like five, seven seconds tops. And then all the guilt and the shame that would set in. It's like, how am I supposed to be a good feminist ally from watching all this porn all the time? So now what I do is I just watch feminist documentaries about the porn industry. And uh, turns out what I'm into is broken people, you guys. Can't get half a chub going unless I hear some sad backstory about a dad who left too soon. So I think that's a lot worse somehow. Thanks for shaking your head. My one friend that came to the show on that one. That's a good way to get... 
Also, so many people stayed in the back. So many open seats up front. That is the most Portland shit I've ever seen in my life. Everybody's like, well, we'll make up our minds about you later. We'll come see you. Uh, as Joey had said, I do live in New York City now. I just moved there a few months ago, and I love it. I'm having a great time. It blows locals' minds, though, when I tell them I just moved out to New York. They all say the same thing. They're like, wow, you're adjusting so well. It's like, I don't know about that. I'm unemployed. I've been groped by a stranger. And last week, I got attacked by a stray dog on my own roof. All right? I don't know what the hell happened to everybody else when they moved out there. And I was at the dentist a couple weeks ago, and I was going through my men or my mental... my. Uh, my health history with them. We get to the point where she's like, do you suffer from anxiety, depression? And I was like, I don't know the normal amount, I guess. <laughs> What's the right answer here? Without missing a beat, you're like, Psh, New York, am I right? Then check no on both boxes. <laughs> what the hell do you have to do for them to check yes on both of those boxes in New York City? So like, you got out to the house today. You're not the son of Sam killer, right? You're fine, buddy. You are doing way better than half the other people in this city right now. <laughs> Been struggling to find work in New York as well. I got my new uh, business ventures going in New York City. I had a great idea that I was going to sell chairs that I found on the street as a business in New York. And now I have two dozen chairs up on my roof. So if anybody comes over, we can do this show up there. If you guys wanted plenty of chairs for everybody. And I found this chair a couple weeks ago. It was in a different neighborhood than mine, but I was like, I'll take this to 40 minutes home on the subway. I picked up the chair and I went down to the subway platform and it was 10 minutes for the next train to come. So I just sat down on the chair with my sunglasses on and within 30 seconds a woman walks by and goes, ooh, I love performance art. <laughs> and immediately there's just a crowd that starts gathering around me in a circle. So I just froze and didn't move. And within a couple of minutes, people just started laying dollar bills down at my feet. <laughs> I kept it up for the full 10 minutes, and right as the train pulls up, I stood up. People started applauding out of nowhere. This guy walked up to me. He's like, wow, uh, great work. Where can I see more of your stuff? And uh, so now I have a residency on the G train. You guys can check me out every Saturday. Making more money than I was with those chairs. So that's all I'm really focused on right now. I have a wonderful dog. I had to leave him back with my dad because I'm a responsible dog owner, unlike these monsters that have border collies in New York City. Anybody know these folks? Oh, my God. Those, that's the euthanasia that should exist. Putting down dog owners that got a field dog to live in a studio apartment with them. Oh my God. My basset hound, uh, I, keep in mind everybody as well, whatever I say up here tonight, I have a basset hound. How bad of a person can I truly be with a basset hound? You know, that's not the dog of a Bond villain. Like nobody's busted up a dog fighting ring full of basset hounds. That's the kind of dog you get your grandpa when nobody wants to talk to him anymore. It's just like... You guys can just stare off into the distance with each other and then just wait it out. <laughs> but after eight years of my dog, I've never referred to myself as his daddy. Don't do that. Don't be a puppy parent. If you're a puppy parent, you'll never become a real parent. That's just the way it goes. And also, if you're a puppy parent, who's going to come find your body when you die alone in that studio apartment? Not the pug. They're going to be sitting there staring at you, wondering why you're not feeding them, you know? Then you become the feed. Okay, that one was just because you didn't laugh. All right, that was a bit of a hate fuck on that part. It's true. I, and it's a weird thing, too. Like, if you refer to yourself as a puppy parent, there's no, no other relationship you'll have in your life where you get something as a baby, and then a couple years later, you just got a grumpy old dude hanging out on your couch. You know what I mean? Like, if I try to go up to my dog, they'd be like, who's my little guy? He'd be like, leave me alone. I'm reading the Wall Street Journal. All right? I'm 64 years old, young man. Like, 
to what it will work out. And I have a basset hound. He's always looked old, too. It's just like a Benjamin Button that never accelerates. Just always this old man face. And I give my dog people food as well. You guys give your dogs people food? Whoa, that was the weirdest yes I've ever heard to that, that question and the joke. You guys give your dog people food? Yes. Get on with the joke, man. All right, Jesus, just trying to build a relationship with you guys there. Give me that side eye like my basset hound when I get up in his... I, you gotta give your dog people food. If you don't give your dog people food, you're worse than Hitler. I'm sorry, you're a monster. You gotta give your dog people food. People food's so good, people die from eating too much people food. You imagine what goes on in your dog's brain when you give him one piece of bacon? Imagine like the greatest meal you've ever had in your life. Now imagine up until that point, the only thing you ate was just brown cardboard pellets. That's what happens every time you give your dog some pizza crust. Just a total explosion, all the drugs at once. My dog got into a loaf of bread one time. I've never seen him happier in his entire life. And that's why we get prisoners of war, because we have to. That's international law, bread, water. My dog's like, bread and water. I'm having a great day. I'm gonna go back to my cell for the next 18 hours, sleep this one off. My dog got into powdered sugar one time. It looked like the last scene in Scarface. He was just bouncing off the walls. I give my dog chocolate, because I'm a cool dog owner, all right? I'm like, I'm like a super cool dog owner. Chocolate is dog's heroin. Yeah, it's gonna kill him, but what a way to go. You know, just easing right into the grave with the best way imaginable. I wanna talk about something serious, you guys, uh, periods. And I'm talking to the dudes. Get over it already. What the hell is wrong with us as guy? Normally this is when women applaud, but what's the matter? You ladies on your periods or something? Jesus Christ. Grab one of those tampons out of that porn that Joanne was watching all those years. That wasn't porn. That was like some retribution or I don't know what the hell was going on that. It's true. I know elderly men that are grossed out by the most natural thing that's happened to every single woman they've known. These are men that have fought in foreign wars and they can't handle a period. It's like, what's the matter, Pop Pop? Two drops of blood gonna trigger that PTSD out of nowhere? And it's like, periods, oh God, where's my therapy lizard? Charlie, Charlie, where's... I don't know why he named the lizard after the enemy, but... Also, guys, this newsflash, uh, women aren't doing it at you, you know? Like, it's not a malicious act. Like, no woman's ever been like, you wanna see something fucked up? Check this out. Yeah, yeah. Have a good day, you son bitch. It's never once happened. That's something a guy would do, but a woman's never done that. I know it's a tough concept, fellas, but it's got nothing to do with you. It just happens. And guys gotta lay off, too. Every woman has been traumatized by their period at one point or another. Every woman's been like, I'm having a great app, and I'm really glad I left that sweatshirt in the trunk. That's how quickly it can change. When I was in sixth grade, the first girl I ever, a crush on, ever had a crush on, she invited me to her 12th birthday party, and we were hanging out at the lake, standing on the dock, she's in a swimsuit, her mom is bringing out a birthday cake, and as we're all singing happy birthday, she becomes a woman in front of the entire class. That's the appropriate response, that's fucking horrifying. Now if that were to happen to me, I'd be famous by now, or at least have a book deal, according to Judy Bloom. You know, I would do something with that. That's terribly traumatizing, so much so, I'm still talking about it on stage nearly 20 years later. There's nothing that'll happen to a guy that that's, that's that bad when you're a teenager. What's the worst thing that happens to a teenage boy? You get a no reason boner? You still get a boner, dude, how bad can that really be? You complain about that? You guys know about a no reason boner? 
just a non-sexual boner. You'd just be sitting there in history class learning about Attila the Hun and then, oh God. Am I into Attila the Hun now? I don't, it's very confusing. I don't want to rape and pillage, but I guess this is what I'm into, apparently. And even then you get a no reason boner. It's so easy to hide. You can just kind of like cover it up or you see those guys that just stand there just like, I'm just very stately for the next seven minutes. I'm, I'm working door here at history class uh, for a little while. You see those guys that do that walk, too, and they're just like, oh, don't worry about me. And it's got rickets in math class, yeah. Every day at 120, I don't understand what's going on here. Just... I got a no-reason boner in gym class when I was in high school. That's a sex crime, I'm pretty sure. That should have ruined my entire life. No, what I do, I just flipped it up into the waistband, and nobody was none the wiser. Even the guys I was guarding in basketball were like, why is he wearing a belt buckle in gym class? All right, it's about time, everybody. I'm Kevin O'Brien. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your show. Kevin O'Brien, ladies and gentlemen. Let him hear it. I don't know if it's my blonde hair and dead eyes, but people ask me if I'm a mom a lot. Like more than the average bear. <laughs> right and it's always the same excuse their kid does something shitty and then they're just like well you understand how many kids do you have <laughs> and I'm like I'm sorry I didn't quite get that how many kids have I killed <laughs> and they just pop a plan B right in front of her direct eye contact chewing it not swallowing just, just no water you know sort of like shaking and foaming at the mouth you know just to make everyone uncomfortable because <laughs> assuming only makes an ass out of you and that's it, <laughs> you know? I am trying to better myself as a human being. I'm trying to become a better person. I recently found myself in the bettering position. You know, ass up, hands down, stomach folded. I was biking. I was biking around town. Ladies, you know when you feel a predator approaching? This time it's the form of a Chevy truck. So this truck comes rolling in hot and we match his paces with me and I can feel him, you know? Just like, I'm ready for it. I've been here before, so I start shaking my hair inside my helmet. I'm like, yes, my ass does look great today, yes. And he comes rolling in, direct eye contact, physically rolls down a Chevy truck window. <laughs> this is how much this meant to this dude. And for a second, I was impressed. I was like, oh my God, am I in a Wrangler's Jean commercial? <laughs> Is this my movie scene moment? But then he gets further out this window and he just goes, keep biking, sweetheart, because it ain't helping. Oh. Not what I expected. I didn't know what to do. My first thought, I just yelled out, I had a baby. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> Not true at all. I'm a baby. I went to college. Nothing stuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> It was just defenseless. But off the top of my head, pretty innovative, right? I fancy myself an innovative person, recently become the poorest I've ever been, so trying to find innovative ways to save money, you know? And uh, so I'm not gonna buy tampons anymore. I don't need them. I'm just gonna wear dark jeans and let that shit catch. I get broken up with a lot. <laughs> I also get fired from jobs for the same reason of free bleeding. 
Do you know how many office chairs I've ruined in my life? 2.5. One for every office job that I've had and 0.5 just because I was in an office that day. <laughs> Cost them money, you know? But I just think, I, I, my fight, my fight that I want to do, I want every office to have tampons supplied in their bathrooms, right? Because if women have to go to work bleeding, you should at least provide the cotton to swab it up, you know? And some of you sitting here are like, my office does. Well, you're bougie as fuck, okay? Why does that? And until that day happens, I'm just going to print out every single email that I have and line my panties with that. <laughs> Rick, you need that report? Yeah, hold on. It's a little moist. Oh, I'm sorry. I know you hate that word, but I hate this job! So angry about it. I did have love in my life, though, if you're like, why is she so mad all the time? No, I was in love for days. 28 days. I know that because there's 31 days in March. <laughs> but you know that moment when you fall in love with somebody you like lock eyes with them and you're like we're in this together you know maybe someone either says something polite to you and you're like I want you to say that to me forever or they're just really nice you know whatever that moment you fall in love I had that moment it was with my gentleman caller we were laying in bed together and it was that moment right before you go to sleep where you're just like oh you sink in and like nothing can stop you from sleeping in that moment you know you're like this is exactly where I need to be I've done nothing all day long and now I'm gonna sleep it off you know <laughs> I was right there and this beautiful man next to me leans over and he goes babe can you please do me a favor and I'm like mm -hmm. but then that eternal monologue goes off and I'm like no Joanne stop being such a cunt you can do this you'd want love in your life right I just started like Vince Lombardi trophying myself I'm like just get out there and do it kiddo you know so it was like yeah babe what can I do for you he goes will you please give me a blowjob yes are you kidding me easy I thought you were gonna ask me to get up and turn off the light <laughs> like what roll over let's do this I don't have to stand up for this. <laughs> Blowjobs are so easy. They're so easy. Really, all you need is a round mouth and somewhat of a bicep. You know, like, that's it. A toddler could do it. I'm not saying they should. I'm just saying historically they have. That's my contest closer. No. Okay, I terrified you all. We have two more comics. Are you ready for this? <laughs> Are you kidding? Are you ready for this? Oh, where is your pub? You've been such an amazing audience. This is being recorded. Laugh! Yeah. <laughs> I'll keep yelling at you. This next comic, come to stage, such a dear friend. Gosh darn it, she kills it all around town. See, I know how not to swear. Uh, she runs a really, really dope show called The Cool Kids Patio Show. It happens at Doug Fur um, one Thursday out of the month. You'll figure it out. Every Thursday. It's every Thursday? Gee, it's every Thursday. It's legitimately the best patio show I've ever been to in my entire life. Go check that out Thursdays. But she's here for you right now. Give a round of applause for the very hilarious Andy Maine. <laughs> How do I follow the baby blowjob joke? Wow. How do I do that? 
Uh, you guys are going to have to forgive me. I'm sorry. I'm in a really weird mood. Okay, first... I took shrooms and I went to the gym. It was amazing, okay? It was amazing. Do it, cause like, like your ego is gone and your heart is full and you're like, I could do anything. It's amazing. Do that, do that. Don't do comedy later, just do that and you know, hide under the covers afterwards. Get a hot compress, it'll feel good. And then uh, after that, today I watched, uh, I went to this one woman performance piece um, it's this artist, it's like this, this renegade art show. It's about this woman. She's, uh, she's trapped in a box and she's like the creator and the victim of this post-apocalyptic reality. Okay. Like this Illuminati conspiracy theory shit. And she's like banging on the glass of the box. And she's like, I just need a shred of rationality. And then like millions of people are watching and they're like, I know we also want the truth. It's called the Rachel Maddow show. <laughs> Super good. Um, do not watch it when you're coming down from shrimps. Don't. Don't do that. Don't do comedy afterwards, because otherwise you will end up like me. Okay, um, I don't have, like, we're in a divided time historically. I think we're the most divided as a nation we've ever been. And, like, I don't have anything to fix that, which is kind of a good thing, because what if I could heal the nation and I was just doing stand-up comedy instead? That'd be fucked up. <laughs> like, that'd be fucking weird. But, like, I do have a statement that I think everyone in this room can get behind for different but equally important reasons. And this is that statement. I used to be a vegan. Yeah, see like the omnivores, you guys are like, fuck yeah, she was a vegan, she gave up more meat for the both of us. Come on down to Meat Street, have a steak with me. For some reason, carnivores feel really comfortable when you can eat meat with them. And then like, like, like the vegetarians and vegans, they're all like, oh, you tried. You tried and you failed, but guess what? I appreciate that I have a trophy for you. It's made out of snowflakes. Here you go. And um, like I was a hardcore vegan for 10 years. I was, I don't want to brag about how vegan I was, but I was so vegan that at one point I thought to myself, you can't be a feminist and, a ve and not a vegan. Like I just thought there was, you know, I was stoned. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> There's just something about the meat industry and feminism that there's like this niche. Okay, no, no, no one understands what I'm talking about. Uh, so like, I was a vegan for 10 years up until Bernie Sanders lost the primary. And uh, at that point, I was like, you know what? It's fine. Like, you can, you can vote for Hillary Clinton. You can be proud to vote, to cast a vote for the first female president. That's fine, don't worry about it. It's not what you wanted, but it's fine. It's sweetened a deal, here you go. I'm gonna let you have cheesecake now. Are you happy, brain? You can eat cheesecake, you can vote for Hillary Clinton. It'll be fucking great. So I made a plan, I made a plan. Have you guys ever relapsed? Have you ever made a plan when you relapse? Have you ever written down your to-do list for the relapse? It is hella empowering. I super encourage everyone to do that. Uh, so my plan was I went to Whole Foods. I got a cheesecake cupcake, lemon icing, real good. And then I went home, I saw my goddamn husband. He's a vegan British man. <laughs> I don't even understand what he eats, honestly. He's a vegan British man. I'm like, fuck, I can't eat this in front of him right now. I need my moment. So I went to the, I went 
and and have my relapse in the most the most important place, the best place to have a relapse, which is the toilet. I sat on the toilet and I shoved cheesecake in my face. <laughs> And I was like, this is fine, this is fine, it's gonna work out great. And I didn't hide my garbage, because I didn't care that much, so I just put it on top of the garbage can. 20 minutes later, Paul walks out of the bathroom, and he's like, Andy, what is this? And I was like, we're eating dairy, and we're supporting Hillary Clinton, get on board, Paul! <laughs> and it was fine, everything was fine for a moment, it was great, things were great. And then, like, I was a vegetarian, you know, up until fucking Trump won, and like, at that point, who gives a shit? <laughs> You're staring down a barrel of a gun, you have all these carbon credits saved up, you might as well eat some fish before the ocean catches on fire! Because <laughs> you're gonna need that protein for the resistance! Fuck it! So that's what I'm doing. I'm just shoving halibut in my mouth. The, ch the fish tacos in there are delightful. Go get you some. They're great. You're gonna need those calories. Uh, we don't have much time left. So like... <laughs> I've done the data, okay? Like, I've looked at the stats. I've done exit polls. I've looked at all of the different trends that are happening from this dietary fall from grace. And as it turns out, in the next three weeks, I have a 90% chance of just straight eating a baby. <laughs> just putting those little baby feet in my mouth. Because I like, adapt or die, you know? <laughs> It could be one of yours. We'll find out. Um, we are living in an era right now where, like, people who are lovers wake up next to each other after a really fun date, and they don't fuck because they check Twitter. <laughs> and they saw how scary the president is. That happened to me today. Okay, that's just too much information, I understand. <laughs> But it's like you wake up next to the person you love and you're like, hey, and then you're like, what the fuck? It's, it's kind of cool. It's like Darwinian birth control, you know? It's fine. It's like survival of what, uh, survival of the what the fuckest. Um, that was the thing on Twitter. Got a lot of retweets. You should check it out. Andy Main. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't under, I, I'm going to change the subject drastically. Um, cat calling. Why does that happen? That's stupid. It looks like we had Tinder. I thought that would fix cat calling. And it's like now you get dick pics and harassed on the street. Thanks, science. Um, I don't understand why cat calling is even a thing anymore. But like as a comedian, I do end up drunk quite frequently at one in the morning waiting for the bus. Like that's just part of the job. They don't teach you about that at clown college, but you learn the ropes real quick. Okay. <laughs> It's just part of the job. And while I'm waiting for the bus, I wish that when people came up to me and yelled at me about my body parts, I wish that they were a lot more specific and uplifting about it. I wish that they recognized my plight as a human being. I wish there was a little more art in the whole goddamn transaction. <laughs> I wish that when they saw me, they'd be like, hi, hey lady. You know, I can see that as a short woman with wide hips and a long torso, that you have a hard time finding jeans that fit you correctly. <laughs> but you're doing the best look comfortable in your own skin, so I salute you. You do, you girl. <laughs> That'd be amazing. That'd warm the cockles of my heart. Like, 
We live in a small town, Portland. We live in a small town. You're inevitably going to see me waiting for the bus drunk off my ass one of these days. And when that happens, I don't need a ride home, okay? I got a bus pass. Shit's going awesome for me. <laughs> but, like, feel free to just yell something honest and sincere about your feelings about me. I don't care about these titties. Just yell something nice, okay? Just be like, hey, when I saw you on stage for the first five minutes, I thought your hairdo was very abrasive, but I've gotten used to it by now. <laughs> Everyone always laughs too hard about that. Um, I did get a really creative piece of street harassment recently. I was drunk, bus stop, one in the morning, living the dream. Okay, and I was listening to my earbuds, thinking about rad shit. And this guy came up to me, he gestured to me out of the corner of my eye, and I turned and go, oh, hey, because like, it could have been a fan, okay? And like... <laughs> This guy was like, ma'am, ma'am, I just want to let you know that your shoes, your hat, your jacket, your whole ensemble is very sexy. <laughs> yeah, he said ensemble. That's like a pervert with a rich vocabulary. I can't fault him for that. But like, I was basically wearing this, you guys. I'm 36 years old. I'm still dressed like an extra from Wayne's World. I get it, okay? <laughs> Sexy's not the look I'm going for. But like, I was wearing a denim jacket and I was wearing fingerless gloves and I was wearing a beanie. So this guy thinks that Joe Pesci from Home Alone is sexy. And who could blame him, right? <laughs> oh, you guys have been so much fun. I'm gonna end on one last joke. It's a very strange joke, okay? But it fits the theme of the night. Okay, it's an audience participation joke. Are you guys ready to participate, audience? Okay, great. It's a, it's a classic setup punchline. Okay, here we go. Last week, my period was so heavy intense. How heavy intense was it? Oh my god, thanks for asking. Last week, my period was so heavy intense that Werner Herzog should have directed it. Okay, good. Good job, Portland. That's better than Boise, Idaho last week. No one knew what the fuck I was talking about. I still committed to the bit. Okay, for those who don't know who Werner Herzog is, he's a German nihilist film director. He made the movie Grizzly Man. That's a movie about a man getting eaten by a bear. And don't worry, he totally deserved it. And um, here's Werner documenting my period. Her ovaries, despairing with the futility of fertility. Released her uterine lining as if she was offering oxygen to dying climbers on Mount Everest. <laughs> At first, the sheer amount of gore was horrifying. <laughs> Until she realized every aching cramp to find a child who would never be born. <laughs> I believe the nature of the universe is not harmony, rather chaos, hostility, and murder. Which is why Andy Main must spend fives of dollars every month to support a biological function she has no use for. Okay. You guys have been so much fun. Thanks for laughing at period jokes of Andy Main.
Alberta Street Pub, you ready for your con final comic on this rock block? Those were words. Final comic on this rock block. Yeah! Uh, don't forget about that tip bucket after the show. Uh, you guys, this next comic coming to the stage. He was after supposed to host because I wasn't supposed to be here, <laughs> but now he's going last. So exciting! So exciting! Um, you can catch this gentleman all around town, but specifically at the Fremont Theater every last Tuesday with his show called Every Last Tuesday at the Fremont Theater. You guys, give a round of applause for the very, very funny, my dear friend, Jeremiah Coughlin. Keep it going for Joanne Schinderly. Everybody you saw so far, the show's actually called The Last Tuesday Standing, but that's okay. She fucked it up, but what do you expect? She's got half of a denim shirt on. I mean... What do you want from her? I love Joanne. She's my favorite. Uh, you guys, uh, my name is Jeremiah Coughlin. Your eyes are not deceiving you. I do have a fucking mullet. Yeah, this is a real... That's on purpose. Uh, I went to Toronto, Canada, and that's just what they do at customs. Everybody gets a fucking mullet on their way in. Yeah, they're like, you have to. And I was like, I think that guy was trolling me, but I did it anyways. I don't know, I just thought it'd be fun to get a mullet, and then nobody gets it. It's a joke, because it's actually on my head. And they're like... It's pretty committed to that fucking joke, dude. And I was like, I don't know. I was in Kennewick, Washington two weeks ago, and more than one person was like, that's a sweet fucking hairdo, man. And I was like, wow, you guys are living in the past. Oh, shit. You don't understand. I don't know. I don't think Portland gets that it's a joke either. I was at a Dairy Queen the other day. This lady, like, saw me on the corner, right, and, like, grabbed her kid was like, come on, honey. I was like, what? Like, I'm going to snatch your kid and take it to a fucking monster truck rally or something? Like, just a hairdo, all right? Get over yourself. It doesn't make me a bad person. I just have low standards of myself, I guess. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what to call it. Uh, I do have bad news for you guys. I, I, uh, I recently got fired from my job. Yeah, not, that was no sympathy at all for me, fuckers. All right, you're like, we don't even have jobs. Fuck off. Uh, not my real job, but like my side hustle. Uh, besides comedy, yeah, here uh, in Old Town Portland, I used to give paranormal ghost tours. It's a real job you can have in this fucking town? Yeah. Uh, I got shit canned from it. I got fired for being too creative. That's what they said when they fired me. They're like, Jeremiah, we think you're taking a few too many liberties with the material you've been given. And I was like, I I'm pretty sure it's a goddamn ghost tour. Like, we made it up. I helped you guys make it up. I don't understand why am I in trouble. I don't get it. They were very nice. If you do ever get fired from Portland walking tours, which probably 50% of you have got a chance, uh, they'll be very sweet to you. They're like, Jeremiah, we love having you here. We think you're great. We're just not going to give you money to come here and do this. And I was like, yeah, that's a fucking deal breaker. I'm going to need that money, dog. I don't, I don't have any more community service I need to do. I'm not doing this on a volunteer basis. Uh, about a week after I got fired, I went down to San Francisco. I was doing comedy in the Bay Area. Uh, feeling pretty good about myself. It was this nice. It was kind of like this show. It was a big bar show. A lot of people and the the host introduced me and told everybody that I was visiting from Oregon. And then he described me as Super Portlandia, <laughs> like the TV show. And I was kind of like in the back of the room here where everyone could see me. And I was like, no, I don't know what the fuck that is, but I don't want to be Super Portlandia. That's stupid. And then I got on stage and told everybody about how I just got fired from my ghost tour job. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. <laughs> I am super Portlandia. 
I'd buy a bicycle and grow a mullet. Uh, like I fucking nailed it. I do still have my real job. I have a day job. I'd love to be doing comedy full-time for a living, uh, but my parents just don't have that kind of money. So it's just not, not in the cards for me just yet. Uh, I, work for, I work for a beer distributor uh, here in town, which can be kind of fun. I work in the office, but uh, on my days off, especially in the summertime when we're busy, I get to drive a, a, like a Coors Light van around, which is super fun. Uh, if you drive a van that says Coors Light on the side in this town, you can just drive like a real asshole. Uh, yeah, nobody gives a fuck what you do. You're, they're like, you have places to go, sir. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> it also affords me the opportunity to hang out in convenience stores a lot, which is uh, where the real action is in Portland. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have been to a plaid pantry lately, but fuck. They're basically refugee camps for white dudes with dreadlocks. You see a lot of those dudes, yeah. Yeah, with their signs, and they're like, uh, you, you need a dollar to go back to your homeland, sir. Where, where is that? And they're like, Sacramento. And it's like, fuck, man, have two dollars. Just get out of here. Like, No offense if there's any Californians here, but... Get the fuck out, please. Uh, I, I was in a convenience store the other day, minding my own business. It was like 9 o'clock in the morning. A bunch of people getting their morning coffee. Uh, I'm over here stacking cases of beer. And this lady kind of, uh, she appeared out of nowhere. I guess I would describe her as uh, cracky. Uh, not, not like scary enough to be a tweaker, right? But just kind of like a gross lady that you didn't want to touch you. There's like 10 people getting their morning coffee, and this lady comes up to this, this Lay's potato chip display, but it was the new weird flavors, and she grabs a bag of biscuits and gravy potato chips. Yeah, and holds them up and says, don't eat these. They taste like asshole. And everyone's kind of shocked, like looking at each other and giggling, like, I don't know what to do with that information at this time of day. Like... Somebody do something. But then there was just one old guy in the back of the line who was like, yeah, fuck it, man. He went and got a bag. He was like, I haven't tasted a bottle since college, man. Like, $1.99, that's probably the cheapest butthole you're really going to get after, right? I mean, after this ringing endorsement from this crackhead. Surprised there's even any left in the display. Fuck. What a marketing scheme. <laughs> you guys are fucking weird. Uh, <laughs> that's good stuff. I, uh, I love traveling, though. I get to travel around doing comedy, which is awesome. Uh, I recently went to Missouri. Um, fucking don't. Yeah, if you don't. If you like it here, don't go to Missouri. Uh, just looks a lot like Yakima, Washington. Uh, just skip it. I can tell you all about it. I sat down on an airplane next to a young lady to travel to Missouri, and the first thing she said to me was, where you been? And I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Why would you say that to a stranger? <laughs> and she was like, well, you're going home to Missouri. Like, where were you? And I was like, oh, you're under the impression that no one would travel to the god-awful place that you're from unless they were going home to raise their chillin' or whatever the fuck people do in Missouri. <laughs> the next thing she did was pull a book out that I'd never seen, and I asked her, I go, oh, what book are you reading? And she said, my brother-in-law wrote this book. 
it's Christian science fiction. And I said, that sounds redundant. And, and she said, what? And I said, nothing. Uh, we had not even left the airport yet. I did not want to argue with this girl for the next two hours about whether Jesus could have been a Jedi or not. Like, I told that joke two weeks ago in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Yeah, not a fucking good idea. Not a good idea. I was a little scared. Yeah, there was no applause for my little jokes about Jesus. They do not fuck around. I have a buddy who was like, dude, I went out to my truck and got my gun just in case we needed to get you out of there. He was on my side. He sounded concerned, like, your old friend was going to shoot you over Jesus? Holy fuck. Don't go to Coeur d'Alene. Oh, what else have I been thinking about? Thank you. I, uh, I don't know. That was way too much of an acknowledgement for that. Sorry. I'm not going to... Anyway, I'm just going to... I'm going to keep telling jokes, but... Fuck. I, 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 someone asked me the other day how old I was, and I honestly couldn't tell them. Like, I couldn't remember. Like, I was trying to do the math, and I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm 35. But I was born in 1981, and it's 2017. Am I 36 years old? Right? In September, I'll be 30. And I was like, I, was, I seriously had, a, I'm fucking ancient, is what I'm saying. People think I'm in my 20s, and I'm very old, and I've noticed a lot of weird shit about people younger than me, and I don't want to be like the fucking old, grumpy guy, but it's happening very quickly. And like, <laughs> I went the last time, like a, during the season, I went to a Blazer game, and every time they show a kid under the age of 20 on the screen, they do that goddamn dab dance. You know what I'm talking about? Every fucking time they go on the screen, every one of them's doing this thing. I can't even fucking do it right, because I'm 100. And I'm like, God, that's embarrassing. But then they put somebody my age on the screen, and what do they do? They raise the roof. And I'm like, oh, fuck, it's the same disease, man. It's just different symptoms. If you get some old fuck on there, they're going to start doing the Macarena. Like, fuck. It's embarrassing, raising the roof. I, but... I have no, I, I don't want to be like the, I know what's wrong with kids today thing, but I, f I think I fucking figured out what's wrong with kids today, is they, they don't have boring TV, like they don't ever have, like they have on demand at Netflix and shit, they don't have to watch the fucking World's Strongest Man Marathon on fucking ESPN all day during the summer, you guys remember that shit? It was on for hours at a time with fucking Magnus for Magnuson and Bill the Bear Kazmaier, that was my fucking shit, man, I wanted to be one of those guys. Just throwing, like, fucking cakes full of concrete over things for no reason. And they just, like, the show was repeated forever. It was just, like, three hours of these huge fucking German guys going... <laughs> and that was entertaining. And, I wa and now they're just like, no, I, I have a fidget spinner or whatever the fuck. Fuck, fuck those kids. Uh... <laughs> I'm really old. I'm telling you, I can't remember how old I am. I'm still confused. <laughs> All right, I'm going to tell you guys one more thing, and then I'm going to go. Are you guys having a good time? Has this been a fun show? Have you guys had a great time? I don't, have, I don't have any menstruation jokes. I'm really sorry. I feel like I dropped the ball on that. I did 
Uh, when Kevin was telling that story about the girl and the cake, I had this really bad flashback of a party I threw in my house in high school where a girl threw a used tampon like on top of the garbage can, and it looked like somebody had cooked a hot dog for like half an hour and just thrown it on the fucking... Yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, is that what... Is that every time that happens? Jesus. So I guess I do have some menstruation jokes. Anyway, uh... It was just like a, a flashback where I was like, I just remember seeing it sitting there, and I was like, oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if I should do this other joke now. Uh, so I, like I said, I do like to travel. I like to hear stories about people when they get to travel. Uh, I have a friend who recently went to Mexico for a week uh, to see the band Fish play for three days in a row. Uh, yeah, people in Portland always laugh at that part. That's just a fact of the story. It's not really a part of the joke, but... If, if you know people that like fish, fuck them, right? Uh, <laughs> so he goes to Mexico, and he comes back, and the first day he comes back, he's telling us this story where him and his girlfriend were in the restaurant of the place they stayed at, and this woman came up to them uh, with a baby in a Bjorn, which is the strappy thing you carry a baby in. You nodded like you knew what that was. He was like, yeah, I got five of them at home. Uh, Bjorns, not babies. Uh, so... <laughs> Couldn't you just use the same one for all the babies? I don't understand. Anyway, she comes up to them and she's like, hey, can I talk to you guys? I'm not a fucking weirdo. Which you know is the first fucking thing a weirdo says when they walk up to you, right? She's like, my husband just scored cocaine from the waiter. Do you think that was a bad idea? And my buddy's like, yeah, yeah, probably, you know? And she's talking to him and his girlfriend. And what the lady doesn't know is that his girlfriend is a pediatrician. And so she starts freaking out. She's like, well, I don't think you should breastfeed that baby, right? If you're going to be, like, doing little bumps of cocaine off its baby head and packing it around. <laughs> and then, <laughs> But then he said something stupid. He said, you know, women that are breastfeeding have to be very careful because whatever they ingest comes out in their breast milk. He said, you know, if a woman smokes one joint, it comes out and her breast milk is eight joints. Which is not fucking true. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> And I know it's not true because if that was a thing, we have legal weed here and somebody would be making edibles out of titty milk right fucking now, right? Like, if a woman could smoke one joint and turn into eight joints, like she's some kind of refinery, you know? Like, like she ate one Vicodin and turned it into black tar heroin. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Hey, you guys have been a lot of fun. I gotta go. Joanne's mad at me already. And you guys have been an amazing audience to pat yourselves on the back. Awesome. We do the show every Sunday. First Sunday of the month, we are a podcast. Uh, River City Podcast Federation. Check that out. Or uh, check us out on Facebook and Twitter because you can see updates of, of the lineups. And everything's great. And you guys are so amazing. And we're one of the longest running shows in town because of you. So thank you so much. And uh, give Randall a new pair of shoes. Hit the lights. Let's do this. <laughs>